0: I got a bottle of OJ and Tito's at my crib Maybe you come and we hash out the things that we said I think there's not a better time We've been quarantined for some time And it's got me thinking if the world's gonna end Lately, I'm dreaming about you, and we're more than friends. They range from us dancing real close to you catching me with them. Night, what you, empty white claws and crusty socks, right on the floor. I wish I caught you, my bad I fumbled That's just the way the cookie crumbles Sometimes I don't want sex, I just wanna cuddle That's just the way the cookie crumbles
1: I got some weed and a bowl to blaze There's OG at my crib And maybe you come around about the things that we planned I'm thinking there's no better time For three weeks I've been staying inside It feels like it's doomsday and the world's gonna end I'm sleeping in lately and dreaming of girls used to date me I'm sorry I've got no control Subconscious thoughts, I hate them all now matching jewelry that you threw on the floor Casa amigo shots to nights that were so simple Sometimes I wish I caught you my bad I fumble That's just the way the cookie crumbles Sometimes I think about the past and I stumble the way the cookie crumbles.
0: I don't mind if you don't write back. I'll give it five and it's on to the next. I want you here, but I won't try too hard. And I might not commit to stay six feet apart. I don't care if you're Sometimes I don't want sex, I just want your number so I can message you but never
2: respond. Yeah, extremely talented Andreas. How are you doing today, man? Hey, much love, dude. I appreciate it. No <laughs> problem, dude. Uh, so today we're gonna basically just make a playlist of influences and current listens and all kinds of stuff based on the questions I asked you. Um, is there anything that you wanna name the playlist? Ooh, wanna name the playlist?
3: Yeah. Uh yeah, Baco Boys.
2: Baco Boys? Like B-
3: B-A-K-O-B-O-Y-Z. It's uh a, it's a reference to being a boy from Bakersfield.
2: <laughs> nice, awesome. So I mean, how did you get started uh basically just in general with music? I know you were in the band Terra Live. And uh, I've got a couple of questions about them, but what was your uh your first memories of, of listening to music and wanting to play music and
3: i was uh I was a classical kid uh like I was classically trained, so the first instrument I ever learned was the violin uh that's all i like that's all I was into was classical music and uh that, I was like eight years old. And then by the time I was like 11, I discovered rock music and I was like, oh, this is it. This is what I like. <laughs> so uh, basically that that TV channel uh, Fuse came into uh, existence and yeah, that and I would watch it every day. like, oh, my God, like I love rock music. Like this is it, you know, and uh, it was easy for me to like see the similarities between classical and rock. Or, or just like just to see like the notes or like the the um just like the uh um, the chord progressions and yeah. everything. like it was easy for me to understand that because I just like knew how the vi viol- like I knew how classical music worked I knew how playing in like orchestra works and it, yeah. it was cool to see like an ag- a more aggressive version of that like in rock music so um uh, I uh I still did classical. I still played an orchestra. And um, I actually I switched I, I eventually switched over to the bass, the upright bass. Yeah. The stand-up bass or the double bass they call it. <laughs> and uh then I, I I started playing a jazz band. So like in the, while I was like listening to rock music and like playing guitar like for fun in school and like uh other programs I was doing jazz and orchestra. So even though I was like a fan of like, you know, rock music and playing guitar, I thought that was fun. Um, Like my studies, like my extracurricular activity was
2: always either orchestra or jazz band. Yeah, that's awesome, man. What was those uh, those first uh, like rock bands that that you remember listening to? Oh, dude. Day one,
3: My Chemical Romance. My
2: Chemical Romance.
3: (laughs) I thought okay was on the TV. and I was like, this is it. This is like my life right here.
2: Oh nice. I'm gonna throw that I'm not okay, that first song in there.
3: <laughs> yeah, just like that was that was it. Um That's it. I remember and then I also not like at the same time I discovered uh Fuse, I also discovered my my local rock uh station, one oh six point one Crab Radio. <laughs> and uh the songs that they would play like all the time that I that I would like wait every day to hear was I'm not okay. A decade under influence by Taking Back Sunday. Yeah, Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Just those three songs. I would just wait every day to hear those songs. Oh, and also Jimmy Eat World. Um,
1: Take my pain away. A oh life.
3: man, <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> yeah. World. Those guys are awesome. Take that song, I think it's called Pain. Um, I would wait every day to just listen to those songs. I was like obsessed with those
2: songs yeah that's right. awesome we didn't have a really good radio station around here like all they played around here was like nickelback and like i don't know
3: i'm on, honestly when i was a kid i was surprised that they played that stuff on the radio station i was like like thinking about it now you know like yeah. they would play that on the radio station now but when i was a kid like the rock station the local rock station played like current rock songs
2: that's awesome
3: man ours Black, man they just like, played like sunday was like awesome
2: yeah, I don't think I've ever heard Taking Back Sunday. I mean, we got, they always played like Nirvana. And, like I don't know, we're we're kind of stuck in because I live in East Texas. I live like out in the boonies, man. There's nothing but woods everywhere. And uh,
3: <laughs> what well, what's like the closest like metropolis to you? Uh,
2: I am about forty five minutes from Shreveport, Louisiana, and I'm about two hours from Dallas. Okay, I get that. I get that.
3: Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I actually, I've actually been out there. Oh, really? (laughs) Exactly where you described. Uh, Yeah. A friend that I stayed with and he lived out there. Um, I remember he lived like uh, outside of Dallas. And uh, it was like just properties, you know, like houses on properties. And I was like outside really late at night talking on the phone. And he was like, hey, what are you doing? Come back inside. And I was like, "What?" He was like, "If you if you walk a little bit further, you won't be on my property anymore, and you'll be on someone else's property, and they'll shoot you."
2: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy out here, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Really?" He was like, "Yeah, man, get inside." I was like, "Damn!"
2: I was just walking around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we live in a we live in like a really small town. I think there's like six thousand people that live in this town, and it's uh, I mean, we live on like a neighborhood. I don't own land or anything. Uh, I think I own like half an acre right here. Uh yeah. that's my, my whole yard and everything is what what, what my house sits on. But eh, it's not too bad. I I mean it's hard to upkeep land is really hard and I honestly don't have the time for all that. So Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, but uh I guess the next thing I wanted to ask you about was that was Terra Alive. Was that just you or did you have like a band was behind so, you
3: or Terra Alive was something I started uh when I was like fourteen years old. Um, it was always just my band. Like I, I just like would change members like every year or something. Like it was always just Terra Live was always my project, and I would always just like interchange members. Like somebody couldn't do it anymore. I'd be like, "All right, you're out. Let's bring somebody." <laughs> to oh, yeah.
2: And
3: I, I just, I just was doing it for so long that by the time I ended it, I was like pretty good at it. And I was just doing it by myself. Like terror, I yeah. was my thing. Like it was kind of like Panic at the Disco being Brendan Urie's thing, you know?
2: Yeah. Was that so? Was that like um, when you decided to, I guess, rebrand is what you call it? Um,
3: exactly. I rebranded.
2: Yeah. yeah, you rebranded. So that it, it was just you for a while, anyway. So you just decided
3: to. Yeah, terror live was the last EP I did as terror under the name terror live was just me and my friend producing it. Uh, he recorded me and everything, and he made me sound good. And we went to Sacramento, and we, we recorded at a nice studio. Yeah. So I I got some advice from somebody who's like, you know, you should you should rebrand. Like I think you've been doing this Terra Live thing since you were like a little kid, and you're like in your twenties now. Like you should, you know, you should rebrand. And at the time, I was like, well, you know, like I really like listening. I mean, like I, I like artists like Drake and Miguel, and I was like, they yeah. just don't like one name, so I was like, I'll just go by my name.
2: <laughs> nice. So, I listened to some of the parallel, life stuff as well, and uh, I think that kind of sounds a little different. What caused that uh, shift in? I think I think honestly,
3: it's natural evolution. You know, I, I think. Uh, I mean, I've always been a fan of post hardcore and really angsty music and um just being aggressive and and stuff like that and yeah. i as a kid i dived into that a little bit more i mean i was like that's like all i did and then oh but i mean at the same time i was always really a fan of like r&b and pop and yeah. more like polished sound so i think just the the more i grew up i was like you know i i uh I don't know. I don't, it wasn't like a conscious decision. It was just a natural like evolution.
2: I guess doing just doing something that you like. You I know, think one day,
3: one day I really, I think one day I just like, I figured out how to, I've also really just been, I've gotten more into jazz, like the more I've grown up. Yeah. And that's like another reason why I think my sound changed. I, I yeah. got more into like jazz chords and, and like that sound. Yeah. Uh, of the guitar and um i don't know i think that's that probably led to the evolution of my sound
2: yeah uh when i was looking on your band camp i saw the the epiphany ep from from tara so, It and said that
3: that, said was, that was, was your uh that was when i was in high school i was in was, was... it I was like 17, 18 years old. I'm wow. 26 now. And I wrote that album when I was 17. So. I
2: listened to it. It was actually almost it wasn't ten, a almost
3: 10 years ago.
2: <laughs> I listened to it for sure. Uh, but so that was it said on the on the on Bandcamp, it said that was your third release. But that was like. The first release you had uploaded to, to Bandcamp. Is there any more of that old Terra so, Live out there? I have so <laughs> many albums, dude. I have so many <laughs> Terra
3: Live albums. It's ridiculous. I wrote, when I was in high school, I wrote an album every single year. Oh, wow. So I have an album that, like, for every year of high school. And uh, yeah, I probably deleted it or it's probably <laughs> Media Fire. I used to use Media Fire.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. So, it, what I wanted to ask about the, the Epiphany EP is, uh, I noticed the album artwork on that.
3: Yeah, I drew that myself.
2: Did you? That's awesome. And then so also I'm I'm gonna take it forward a, a few years. The heroes, villains, and yeah, uh, all that jazzy EP is yeah it, it's kind of similar artwork in a sense, except for the uh, epiphany is drawn, of course. Yeah. Is there any like references to that or is there you
3: know, I think i It wasn't intentional whatsoever, but I think i've just i've always really been into comic books and heroes and stuff like that so um that's probably why that happened i i i had like honestly I hadn't thought about it until you brought it up right now <laughs> um i uh I had a manager at the time that I was like making that album, and I told him that I wanted to name it Heroes builds and all that jazz. And he was like, oh, if you want to do that, like you might as well be like a superhero for your album cover. And I was like, oh, that's actually a great idea. I love that idea. So I hit up a friend who does um, really cool artwork and she drew me as a superhero. And I just basically recreated the super suit that she like drew me in only to find out later after that, that it resembled the Aquabats. And I was like, (laughs) I'm like totally copying the Aquabats right now. (laughs)
2: that's hilarious dude the aquabats are awesome my uh my daughter watches um yo Gabba Gabba like constantly yeah 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 (laughs)
3: not not only was i copying the aquabats but i also copied uh rage against the machine they had that album with the kid and the superhero suit oh yeah so i I, it wasn't until like later that i realized
2: i was copying a bunch of people so i was like oops (laughs) my bad
3: (laughs) Yeah, it, it
2: wasn't blatant. Yeah, I didn't even think about those other albums until you just mentioned it. So it, it
3: was, it was so like, uh, it was so harmless. Like my friend just drew a picture of me, and I was like, "That's so cool. I want to recreate this like in real life." And um, I recreated the suit in real life, and then, uh, and then I was at the photo shoot, and my manager was like, "Let's try yellow." Like, and then <laughs> I was like, "All right,
2: this is a cool picture. <laughs> Let's use it." <laughs> Nice. Uh, so when you, I guess uh, right there at the end of Terror Live and at the beginning of your of your rebrand, Andreas, do you remember kind of what you were listening to around that time?
3: Let's see. Well, I always listen to. You know, I, I'm actually. I listen to like the same thing always. <laughs> I I hardly like latch on to um, to new stuff. I I'm always just like a very uh, dedicated fans so like what i've yeah. always
2: liked um i feel that like i think if you go on my 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 spotify and i, and I look up my top songs it's say anything dance gavin dance and every time i die that's much all i listen to
3: <laughs> say anything is top like favorite band of all time 100 percent. yeah favorite bands of all time <laughs> i was absolutely listening to say anything during everything you know like <laughs> max Bemis. max Bemis is probably my favorite lyricist of all time like oh, either man. him or connor Oberst from bright eyes like those are those are my favorite yeah. or or drake or drake or drake
2: we actually uh we walked uh my wife uh i think one of the songs on our wedding was actually a bright Eyes song
3: oh that's awesome yeah.
2: it was the uh the... probably
3: first time of my life or first day of my life
2: yeah that's it yeah that no, was yeah. it first <laughs> day of my life <laughs> Is there a say anything song you, you, you want? Or you can throw like I said, you can throw as many songs on this as you want. We're just
3: Yeah, if we're gonna do Bright Eyes, throw um uh We Are Nowhere and It's Now. That is a great Bright Eyes song. That's an essential song for me. I can, <laughs> I, can I I've I've been playing that song, you know, ever since I was little. Like love that song. And then man, Sandy Thing, wow, dude, like
2: He's got a catalog, like, man. A
3: whole fucking catalog of <laughs> Nah, um, they have so many albums that are so good, in my opinion. Um, but I guess off the top, you know, off the top, I want to put uh, "Death for My Birthday." Yeah, "Death for My Birthday." If I say anything, <laughs> that's that song is a roller coaster in the mountains. Right. Yeah. So put that. I mean, I love that whole album. I love all their albums, but I think that song. I think if anyone's a fan of my music, they'll like that song.
2: <laughs> so you've also done a bunch of features as well uh, throughout your career. You've got like a marionette, happy hour, uh, strawberry girls. Tyler Carter has been featured on one of your songs. Uh, yeah. Kurt Travis. I don't know. Is that, is that it? Am I missing anybody? Um, yeah, that's it, I think. That's it? Uh, as, as far as all that goes, is, do you have a favorite that you've been on? Um... I really like, I like them all,
3: to be honest. I think they're all really fun. Um, I, honestly, to this day, I'm really stoked that I got Tyler Carter on a song. I've always been a fan <laughs> of so, yeah. I'm, I'm really, really stoked about that. And How did know, that happen? I, like, met his manager. I'm, like, friends with his manager. He oh, He, wow. not, like, issues manager, but, like, his, like, solo career. Yeah. He has like a manager for that. And I met him um, a while back and he actually manages a bunch of my other friends. And uh, so because I knew him, I was able to hit him up and be like, hey, like, could you get me in touch with Tyler Carter? Like, I want to get him for a feature. And, you know, it's all business and He's like, Yeah, definitely. So he got me in touch and luckily, uh, Tyler he dug the song. He was like, Oh, I really like this song. It's really fun and like it just sounds fun. And so we were we were in touch the whole for the whole process. Um, you know, he's a busy guy, so it was definitely very it was very it was you know, it was business, but uh yeah. uh he he was like he had a lot of input and originally I just wanted him to sing the the bridge, but he was like, "Oh, dude, like, let me sing the verse, you know? Like, I think it'd be better if I sung the verse." And I was like, "Cool, yeah, man, do do whatever you want, <laughs> right?"
2: <laughs> and um, it, awesome. it was it was it was
3: a it was a mutual respect project kind of thing.
2: Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, I, I went ahead and put the high school song on there. Uh, You've also stated Drake as one of your yes, letters, like like you. main.
3: It's my favorite artist of all time. <laughs> um,
2: you got any songs of his you want to throw in here that are oh, just a staple?
3: Um, put um, uh, man, I like every single Drake album. Put them on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, off the top of my head, oh, it's so hard. I would put uh, I think it's called Furthest Thing. Put that song on there. All right. And uh, also put. Look What You've Done by Drake. I like those songs a lot. Um, I'd also put... What's that song called? Uh, Jungle. I think, I think. if anything, those songs really influence my sound. And if anyone's interested in like hearing songs that resemble my music, I think those songs would do it for them.
2: Yeah. Uh what what uh, jazz artists are you uh, influenced by? Do
3: you know? Um, I think it's more of like the standards. Like so in jazz, the funny thing about jazz is that there's like jazz standards. There's songs that have just been like covered over and over again by different yeah. artists, and they're just like there's just like always new interpretations of those songs there's there's instrumental interpretations and there's vocal interpretations of those songs. And, you know, it's that's that's how jazz is. Like, they're always just, like, somebody's always doing their own version of, like, a song.
2: Yeah. I got you. Is there any, uh, uh, anything you can kind of think of off the top?
3: Yeah. Or? Yeah, we could put, um, one of my favorite songs to just play on guitar is Stomping at the Savoy. But there's so many different versions of that song. Um, so I would put Honestly, I would put Ella Fitzgerald and um, Louis Armstrong. I don't know if it's Louie or Louis. I don't know. Somebody's going to get mad at me for not knowing that.
2: The only one they have is a tribute to Ella and Louie. Stomping at the Savoy? Yeah.
3: Oh, uh, so it's not one. theirs?
2: Yeah, I don't think it's theirs.
3: Interesting. Well, find just find a version of Stomping at... You can do Benny Goodman's version also. I think that Benny was. Goodman. That's well no that's an instrumental version I think so one, one this, with lyrics would be better Let's See what else I, I like a lot of Frank Sinatra um I like lullaby of Birdland's a good one Um what else what else Um Yeah we'll we'll, we'll just do that for now And if anything I think like I think those songs are pop songs but in the jazz world i gotcha you. and you know they're catchy and they get stuck oh you know what throw a take five dave Brubeck. just throw that in there that that's that's an important album to me
2: uh you're you're i guess kind of like the black sheep of the post-hardcore scene as far as like musically goes like your yeah. music doesn't fit in with like uh, the people you tour with, like Adventure, Kurt Travis. Maybe okay. Kurt Travis's solo stuff, I guess.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree
2: with you. 100%. Yeah. So, what what is it about you in your style that makes the post hardcore scene accept you? Like, as far as as much as they do, because you are extremely popular in the post hardcore scene.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm really actually trying to get out of it. Um, I I mean, I I understand why I'm there, and and I I do have post-hardcore moments in a few of my songs, Um, and I I think my energy, like, live is very you know, very, like, post-hardcore band-like but basically I, coming into all of this, I was really just good friends with all these people, and my booking agent is booking agent for all these people, so yeah i'm i'm also i i like heavily believe in touring i heavily believe in um making like making fans in real life and and meeting them and you know shaking their hand and telling them thank you for listening to me <laughs> and stuff. like yeah. i think that's like the most important thing ever so um when I first started this like it was like i need a tour like i want to tour as much as possible and i took i take every tour that i can you know i do any tour that i can. I, I look at it all as a as an opportunity, and um, I think at the end of the day, people like post hardcore music. Uh, people that subscribe to that culture, they, I think they, um, they, sometimes they may not realize why they like it so much. And yeah, you know, like Dance Gavin Dance is probably one of the biggest bands in that scene right now, right? Yeah. But, like, the reason why so many people like them is because of how catchy their hooks are and, like, how, like, fun their music is. And that's That's true. Those elements exist in every, like, genre. Those elements exist in pop. Those elements exist in R&B and hip-hop and rap and even jazz. Like, those elements are there. Like, people love a song that that gets stuck in their head. And they love a song that um, that they can remember or they love songs that the lyrics really speak to them. So I think that even though my music is like a lot different than a lot of the bands I tour with, I think people find the same thing appealing about my music that they do with a lot of post-hardcore bands. It's always, you know, the hook that's stuck in your head or the lyrics that meant something to you while you were going through something. Yeah, for but sure. That's it's like the most important thing. Like, I think Bright Eyes is such a different band than Say Anything. But to me, they both represent like the same thing to me, like where yeah. the songs are memorable and the lyrics mean like a lot to me. Yeah.
2: Well, I think I think one of my favorite things about doing this that I like, so I've recorded uh probably about right around 12 episodes. There's, I've only released six though. Oh. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things about doing this is when I started doing this, Uh, I joined a lot of like pop punk groups on Facebook and like uh, Dance Kevin Dance groups and like just like post hardcore groups, like different genre groups. Yeah. And it's almost like everybody thinks that their genre is superior, you know, like, oh, you listen to pop punk, you're lame, you're, you know. Whatever, you know, and it's
3: really <laughs> all the same thing. It's all just exactly interpretations of music that get stuck in your head.
2: Yeah. So it's, it's funny to me because when I interview these artists, I've interviewed uh, like a marionette. And I've interviewed. Uh, yeah. Like uh, a happy, couple happy. of. Who was that?
3: You said happy hour earlier. Yeah. yeah. I
2: interviewed happy hour uh, not too long ago. Um, these guys. Yeah. Those guys are awesome. But it's oh, funny okay. because as I'm talking to these guys, I ask them about their influences and they tell me. Uh, you know, rap and rock and punk rock and like, there's all these different influences that influence these the musicians. Yeah. So uh-huh. it's like the listeners, the consumers, think there's this big genre war going on that they've created. Yeah, it. it's
3: so <laughs> strange. It's yeah. I, agree. I, I see the point you're making. Yeah, I think yeah. sometimes the consumer is like so focused on what they're consuming that they can't even fathom the fact that the person that's making what they're consuming is like obsessed with other things that like yeah. ever like subscribe to
2: yeah it's 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 crazy man i don't know I, I but i enjoy it i mean i i was i was one of those until i you know i the, the older i get the more i realize that it doesn't matter if you like the song it doesn't matter yeah. who wrote it. it doesn't right. matter what genre it is if you like it you like it you know
3: yeah it's it's i think it's I think that people are kind of silly on the internet these days. they wanna just like hate everything or they just wanna get like in heated discussions like with yeah. random strangers on the internet over what's good and what isn't you know it it exists everywhere on the internet, so yeah. people are gonna do you know people are gonna do what they gotta do right I think if anything i I would like to uh promote or encourage people to just be nice.
2: Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Out there, hundred percent. I saw. I just saw. You know, they're making a movie about uh, Danny Trejo. Have you seen that? I did not. Oh yeah, they're making a, a documentary about Danny Trejo, which I think is amazing.
3: Wait, Danny Trejo? That's uh, hey. the that's like Machete. Munchen- yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they' making it apparently he was like uh he was like a heroin addict at the age of twelve, and like he's been uh-huh. through the ringer man i've
3: heard I think I heard about that yeah. yeah,
2: and uh in the documentary he says uh everything good that's happened to me has been a direct result of somebody being nice to me
3: 100%. 100%. so i
2: you know that that's a hundred percent man is i'm I'm an empath hardcore like through and through I think that's one of my biggest downfalls, but at the same time like I think I would rather be an empath than than be a dick.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, dude. There's no other way to live. You got to be nice to one another. I I think I told this to – I did a podcast with one of my friends where I told him that being nice is, like, a huge part of this business. And um, it's like I told him – I just made this, like, really quick analogy or metaphor or whatever. I said, you know, when you go to a restaurant – and they're like really nice to you, you want to come back because like the food was good and the customer service, you know, they, they made you feel welcomed. Yeah. And I try to do that on my shows, Not. I, I, but it's not like I'm trying, it's not like I'm being fake. Um, but I make an effort to like really, you know, show people that I appreciate them for being there and I'm really nice to them. And yeah. I know that people come back to my shows because they're like, Oh man, that last, uh, Andrea show that I went to, you know, was so much fun. And, everyone was having a good time and not only that, but I, I kind of like talked to him for a little bit and he was really nice. So yeah. it just, it makes a difference. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Yeah. I highly encourage just being a nice person.
2: Yeah. I, I completely agree. I'm, I'm with you on that a hundred percent.
3: The world, the world is better off with people, you know, being nice to one another or just going out of their way to do things for one another. Exactly. For sure. Uh,
2: out of those uh, those bands, out of those post-hardcore, or even they don't even have to be post-hardcore. Which I don't know how many tours outside of that genre you've done, but who's been your favorite bands to tour with or acts? Um, man, I always loved touring with Kurt. Uh, always
3: loved touring with Kurt. You know, if you if you want to throw a song on the playlist, I would throw. Uh, Kurt has a song that I did with him on his last album. I think it was too much space. Uh, I really really like how that song came out um yeah i love yeah i love everyone i toured with honestly yeah. they're all they're all fun people and they all got something cool going on i respect what they do yeah uh,
2: it's a weird scene man as far as i don't know it's just
3: yeah every, everyone's definitely like all over the place yeah. as far as like genres go I, I recently well before the last year ended i i did a few shows with the fall of troy yeah and um Like in my head, like fall of Troy and me play the same kind of music, but like obviously (laughs) like somebody else's head, it's like completely different. Yeah. But like I, I, I was like super stoked to play those shows. And I wasn't even like thinking that my music was that different than theirs. (laughs) um, I think after I played my booking agent was like, dude, you just did that. Like in front of all these people that are here, like to see like the fall of Troy. (laughs) I, I like I brought I brought up um I have uh a bunch of friends still from high school that play the violin and the cello. Yeah. So I brought up a violin and a cello player and I did a song um I have a song on my last album that has like orchestra like arrangements and we played that song and that was like he was like dude like you you were like playing like classical music <laughs> at a metal <at> show <laughs> That's and awesome, dude. I was like, dude, it's it's the same thing, you know? Like in my head it wasn't that different, but or was
2: there people like what was the the reaction, I guess of the crowd or did they I did think they... they were into it. I, really? I mean I, <laughs> I,
3: I think if people like Fall of Troy, they like Fall of Troy because the instrumentation is awesome and the songs are catchy. Oh, for sure. So, like, if like, if that's the recipe, oh, cool. if that's if that's the recipe, you know, then like what's so different about you know, having violins, playing cool music, and then yeah. singing, like, catchy parts.
2: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's
3: why, like, in my head, it was like, oh, this isn't that different. <laughs> then, but then, like, the, uh, the number 12 looks like you played, like, a few bands later, and I was what? like, okay, this is... But in my head, like, they're also, like, they're awesome. I Number 12 is one of my favorite bands ever.
2: Uh, we can throw uh, Fall Follow Troy and the number 12 song on there.
3: You know, let's throw, uh... Let's see... This song. Imagine Nation Express. I yeah, that I I watched the number twelve when I was like like fourteen or something, they played in my hometown and yeah, I was just like forever changed. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I I was obsessed with number twelve all throughout high school. So That's yeah, awesome. Imagine Nation Express and then for the fall of Troy oh for the fall try Wacko Jacko for sure. Wacko Jacko. Love that song.
2: So is it, do you have any are you writing any new music or are you uh are you do you have a release date for any new music or oh what is this what is this podcast airing? Maybe probably like, in June. Probably June, middle of June, maybe.
3: Okay, okay. I have a song coming out uh June 6th, so. I think it's okay that I say it now. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I actually was gonna so the the release for that song is gonna be like a surprise release. Yeah. Um I wanna do like a Drake thing or or like a the baby kind of thing where they just like they just show the cover of the song and then they're like, This is coming out tonight. Yeah. Um, so I want to do that. So that's I, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a song coming out June 6th. Uh since 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 you're releasing this later, that's why I'm telling you.
2: <laughs> yeah. I won't, I will not release it before June 6th. Yeah, don't
3: don't <laughs> don't tell anyone. You can't tell anyone. It's a All right. <laughs> uh, But yeah, June 6th, I'm coming out with a song and it's actually featuring Kurt Travis and it's featuring Donovan Malero as well. From oh Hell wow. City. Yeah, so it's, that's gonna, awesome. it's gonna be a it's gonna be a special one. Yeah,
2: that's really yeah. cool.
3: Yeah, I've been. Uh, I I had this idea um, to do this song like months ago, but it kind of took a little bit of time to really pull it together, and um, it sounds sounds
2: dope. And I'm really really stoked to release it. Yeah. Um. So, and if you could have anybody feature on a song, who would you have feature on a song? I mean, Drake. 100% Drake
3: <laughs> yeah i love that like my life's, I, my whole music career is just so I can try to link up with Drake someday if I have anyone feature on a song probably like something more realistic I would really like um, Frank Ocean oh Frank Ocean. yeah let's talk about Frank Ocean real quick let's throw a Frank Ocean song in the playlist alright <laughs> Frank Ocean's another really important artist to me yeah I would throw. Um, let's throw "Solo" by Frank Ocean. That's a Solo, song. yeah. I I really I I genuinely have like so many favorite artists and bands that I can't like. Some sometimes they won't come to mind unless it kind of jolts my memory. Yeah.
2: You said Frank Ocean's a a big important guy to you. Yeah, love Frank
3: Ocean. (laughs) I also feel like he's one of the greatest lyricists of all time. And not only that, but the way he—I think he's out of like usually R and B singers aren't so like prolific and lyrical, and he is. Yeah, like he—he's like Sandy thing. He's like Bright Eyes, and he just does it in the R and B world. Yeah, and music just his. Yeah, his lyrics have so many um, love to it. So, I love Frank Ocean.
2: Uh, is there anything that you're currently listening to? Or... Um... Let
3: me see. You know, I've been listening to uh, Machine Gun Kelly a lot recently. Really? Yeah, I like I like his... Uh, I- I'm, like, obsessed with that song he did with Youngblood. It's I Think I'm Okay. That song... Yeah. Awesome, it's with Travis Barker. Like, that song is so fucking awesome. That song is
2: awesome. I don't understand everybody's hate on MGK, he's doing. I don't know, no. he's man,
3: uh, Kelly is the dopest artist. Yeah, out, I
2: know? did you see the, the Instagram video? I, I've said this multiple times, but I don't care because it was probably one of the best covers I've ever seen, hands down. It was when he covered uh Rihanna song oh, on Instagram.
3: Rih- oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, man. must be love on the that. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been paying attention to everything he's been doing. Like yeah. he'll, he'll do like just like a really cool freestyle or he'll do like a really cool cover of somebody's song. I think he's I think he's awesome. I love Machine Gun so Kelly. Too, he's,
2: he's definitely I, pushing I, I the boundaries.
3: collaborate with him someday. That'd be awesome.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be pretty.
3: Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly's dope. He's talented. He's super talented. He's yeah. a great. He's a great songwriter. He, he, I think, as far as taking
2: like the the punk rock genre into the rap world, he's probably yeah. one of the pioneers for sure. He's doing an awesome job. I really, really respect. That him. new album he's dropping uh, is supposed yeah, well, to be all punk rock.
3: Well, yeah, it's supposed to be like yeah. all punk kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I really like yeah his new song "Bloody Valentine." Uh, I like everything he's doing. Um, new stuff. Um I really liked Juice World when he was Juice around. Yeah. yeah. He was dope. I like that song Robbery. I love that song. Robbery. She told me my heart. That song <laughs> reminds me of like a From First to Last song but with like a hip hop beat. Yeah. Let's I'm start sure. From First to Last. That's one of my favorite yeah. bands ever. Um, Let's start uh, From First to Last. You know what? Put make I, I love From First to Last but I genuinely like love that the, one of their latest songs they came out with, Make War. I think that song is phenomenal. Like, I think they came back so strong with that song.
2: I haven't even heard that song. I have to listen to it. I haven't kept up with them since. They
3: got Sonny Moore back in the band, and they dropped this song called Make War, and it's, like, fabulous. Oh,
2: shit, dude. I didn't even know Sonny Moore was back in the band. <laughs> dude,
3: it's fabulous. I remember
2: the most anxious <laughs> fucking album I've ever heard in my life is that... I, that my Dear Diary? Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> Let's let's throw a song off that album. Oh,
3: you know what, dude? Failure by Designer Jeans. That song wasn't even on the album, but I love that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Failure by Designer Jeans by From First to Last. If that if that's even on Spotify. Yeah, it is. I got it right here. Yeah, I freaking love From First
2: to Last. Yeah, they were awesome. I was gonna say about Juice World, and and so like, there's so many so many artists out there, uh, and I think Eric uh from Happy Hour mentioned this too. He said, I know I'm probably gonna piss a lot of people off, but he said uh the rap world is is pushing boundaries and doing way more than what the rock scene is doing here lately. <laughs> and and juice world and if you look at uh so like Juice World there's um Oh XXXTentacion? Yeah. yeah XXX Dude. there's Lil Lil Uzi Vert, all of them are like yeah. post Malone even, you know? Yeah. They're doing a lot. Yeah, it's, it's it's insane. He's absolutely right as far I as I think. I think
3: rock music hasn't been innovative since the early 2000s. Like, well, I yeah. mean, of course, there's always going to be really good rock bands. But as far as like the commercial stuff goes, like I'm mean, obviously Dance Gavin Dance is freaking awesome, and they're like on top of the world, and they're very innovative, and they're always pushing yeah. boundaries. Um, but like as far as like being in the Public like being played on TV or on the radio. Um, that's why you know rock isn't really. It's not like the mainstream type of wave how it was in the early two thousands. Yeah,
2: for sure.
3: Blink one eighty two, one of my favorite bands of all time. We got to put a blink song on there. <laughs> the the self title album is just so um, ambitious. Like I love. Actually, you know what? Put not now by Blink one eighty two. That's a great song. Very ambitious. Just yeah. like. And and like the the they had so much um, angst on that album, and it was like really like right. it was really uh, experimental and oh, we got to throw a Fall Out Boy song in there too. Yeah, a Fall Out Boy. See that? This is what I'm talking about. Like I just love so many bands. Oh, put Fall Out Boy. Nobody puts baby in the corner. I. have I've loved that song since I was, like, 11 years old, and it wasn't until like, a few years ago that I kind of pieced some of their lyrics together in that song, and I was like, oh, that's, like, I, I kind of interpreted it a little bit differently.
2: Yeah, so okay. apparently, I read an article the other day talking about how that album, uh, that has so many hidden, like, Easter eggs on it, like, and even the title from Under the Cork Tree, I think I what does From
3: Under the Cork Tree even mean?
2: So apparently, it was a short story that one of them had wrote in, Probably. like, right. in school. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and it, it was about some kind of, the, the main character was sitting under a tree or something. I don't know. But if you take the acronym of From Under a Cork Tree, it spells fucked, F-U-C-T. Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting. <laughs> yeah,
2: like apparently that whole album is full of like movie quotes and like just a bunch oh, of fucking strags, dude. No, yeah. I think
3: I, I I think that album is lyrical genius.
2: Yeah, they 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 definitely. There's a reason yeah,
3: that, to... that album is lyrical genius. Uh, yeah, the fact that they got huge off of a song that the lyrics were the the chorus was a loaded god complex cock it and pull it like that's extremely yeah. poetic. And that was the chorus, and and that was a song that everyone was singing.
2: Yeah, and then you've got I don't know that that band was such a weird dynamic because I think that was one of the first bands that I ever remember as a kid. I think I was fifteen when that band came out, and Pete Wentz was the bassist, and he was more popular than anybody yeah. else in the band. He was
3: the he was the most uh, handsome boy in the band.
2: Yeah, and then you had well I think uh, what's his name? Oh man, I forgot his name too. I yeah, pa- Patrick Stump. He yeah. had a. He was all. He was real shy apparently, and he didn't really like the limelight. And then he had Pete Wentz who, loved it.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Pete Wentz wrote all the lyrics at the time. Yeah,
2: which is another weird dynamic too.
3: Yeah, but they they made it work. I think Patrick Stump is a fabulous singer. Oh man, 100%. Awesome. I think the lyrics are freaking like out of this world. Um, yeah. that, that song that I told you to put on there, he has a lyric where he says, uh. Drink down this gin and kerosene and come spit on bridges with me, <laughs> and I just feel like that lyric has so many. It's open for interpretation. It, it kind of, I, I interpreted it a few years ago as burning bridges, like yeah. you know, um, gin and kerosene, like that's like you know those are flammable and yeah, 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 flammable. Spinning on spinning on bridges, like maybe you know. I mean, I think it's like up for interpretation. I uh, yeah, to me, like I'm. I'm picturing, like, people being, like, drunk and spitting on bridges, like, being goons. Yeah, like, like getting is, drunk and you know, burning that down bridges. <laughs> it could be, like, maybe, like, hey, like, let's burn
2: some bridges kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. I uh, mean, when you're drunk, you also do some really stupid stuff as well, so maybe. 100%. <laughs> yeah, 100%.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, you know what? You know what? Something I've been listening to a lot recently, and, like, I'm kind of, like, over overdue on it, is uh, the, ar- the early November. Yeah, I I know they're like a they've been around forever and I kinda dabbled in their stuff here and there always, but something that produces results by the early November. I've been jamming that song so hard recently. I know that's an older song. You know what? So, since, since we're going down this path, let me throw in uh let me throw in a uh let me throw in a a, a, a saves the day song. <laughs> I'm just yeah. looking at like a bunch of uh Bands that I like. Saves a day at your funeral. That one's awesome. Yeah, that album that album meant a lot to me growing up. And then uh let's also throw in a census fails. I really like um this one song on one of their earlier albums.
2: They have a new song that's kind of controversial that I that I like. Really? Controversial? <laughs> Gold jacket, green jacket.
3: Why is it controversial?
2: Because uh, the lyrics in it. That was one of the. That, so that album, there. I'm pretty sure they came out and said they're not going to write another political album because they got a lot of backlash for it. Oh. Uh, but it's a political album, and it's um, it's talking about how millennials are. A lot of millennials have like anxiety and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so let me see. I'll, I'll pull up some of the lyrics here. It says, uh, "This is the chorus." By the way. Yeah. He says, uh, so take a pill to make you smile and go buy shit you don't need because don't you know that Jesus Christ loves America? That's why we're always winning. And don't forget to lock your door and board up the window panes because you got to defend yourself from anyone who doesn't think the same.
3: <laughs> That's fabulous. That's great. I, I always See, I always yeah. liked um, Buddy's lyrics also. Yeah. Um, he even says, uh, I think
2: my favorite line in the song was, uh, let me find it real quick. He says, uh, yeah, right here. He says, uh i've always been anxious because i've always been in debt and when i was 18 two planes flew into a fucking building
3: <laughs> oh shit yeah
2: yeah it gets uh and then it says and we've been at war ever since that's hard uh, dude he pretty that's, much what's the song <laughs> called i'm gonna listen to it it's called a uh, gold jacket green jacket by census <laughs> fail he fucking i'm gonna listen to that for sure it's it's definitely one of my favorite Census Fail songs. But they did come out and say they got a lot of backlash and Who from cares? writing a political Who cares? album. So, yeah, just do whatever you want. <laughs> I, that's what I say. <laughs> I mean, that's, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel, you know?
3: Yeah, exactly. And that's even better. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, put uh, Every Day is a Struggle by Census Fail. I've always been like a fan of his lyrics, and it doesn't surprise me that you those lyrics that you just told me right now, because he's always been very blatantly honest about shit. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Every day is a struggle. Always like there was, there's this line in that song that just does it for me. He says, I stole your perfume to spray in my room. You'll always be here. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, so
0: much for the past year. I, (laughs) Poured it down the drain with all the alcohol and paint I got from your eyes.
3: Like, I think he also, he, he definitely had a hand in, like, shaping my lyrical style. Yeah. You know what? We got to throw some Dance Gavin Dance songs on here. Yeah, now.
2: that's us I mean, we've mentioned them enough times, huh?
3: <laughs> yeah. Throw in uh, Alex English, Me and Zolop Get Along Just Fine, and NASA. Those are important songs. I think those songs ah. shaped also my music style.
2: That's all Kurt era. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: I, I, I'm genuinely a fan of all their albums, but those, that specific era just meant a lot to me growing
2: up. Yeah, especially, like, uh, I think uh, I've mentioned this a few times, too, but it's definitely worth mentioning again, is I was never really a fan of... When when Kurt Travis joined Dance, Kevin Dance, I kind of wasn't a fan.
3: Oh, I was just...
2: like, I don't know why. I guess it was because... Were
3: you
2: a fan of Iron when Johnny Craig was a singer? I was. I I, See, I I found out about him in 2007. I actually went to – that was uh, one of the first major shows that I went to was a Dance, Kevin Dance, Devil Wears Prada show. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. That was kind of when I first found out about him. And then when Kurt Travis joined – I didn't really even know who Kurt Travis was. You know, I didn't know where he came from, any of that. And I was like, eh, I'm not really a fan. But then as I grow older, the more I grow older, the more that I realize that everything Kurt Travis touches is solid gold. Like <laughs> he's, he's fabulous. He's great. Yeah. I don't think he could put out a bad song. I I man, I adore his like the vocal yeah, he's, style. He's, like it's got
3: a really, really nice tone to his voice. And yeah. um his lyrics sometimes his, can be like super charming and also meaningful. Um yeah, I think, I think Kurt's great. I, and I think it's effortless with him. He, uh, yeah. the first he did on my, my song is like, I, I, I think it's fabulous. I think it's probably yeah. my favorite part of the song. Like
2: it's funny. I, 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 when I interviewed a, a Marionette, I asked him, you know, what it's like working with Kurt. Cause I, I'm, I, I'm a Kurt stand. The older I get, I'm, I am I fall more and more in love with Kurt. Yeah, he's <laughs>
0: uh, great. He's great. And
2: they were like, you know, he's, he's, they said he actually flew to Las Vegas and, he he uh, pr- he helped them produce like six songs on their new record that's coming out. He worked yeah. with Izzy a lot and they yeah. s- he said he had a huge hand in this new record that's coming out. And I know you you have a a song for, Yeah, yeah, a yeah. feature on it as I, well.
3: I, yeah, it is I do. I'm I'm always working with those guys. Nick yeah. uh Nick the guitarist. I'm sure that's who you interviewed, right, Nick? I
2: interviewed Nick, AJ, and Ron. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Nick uh, Nick calls me every day. <laughs> we talk <Does> he? like
3: <laughs> like talk every day. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I asked them, I said, uh, uh, we put one of your songs on there. uh, The name of their playlist is Grape Jelly Hits.
1: Nice.
2: uh, We threw one of your songs on there. I asked them what your favorite song is, and they were like... Spanish Mom. Yeah, they said Spanish Mom. he said, man, every time he plays that song, we we all just want to run out onto the floor. (laughs)
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, So with you being... you're a completely DIY artist from yes sir yes sir you know, from promotion to everything
3: yeah I do it all myself
2: yeah is there a I know it's kind of hard to know which artists are DIY or you know aren't who aren't but is uh, there any, yeah that you can think of off the top of your head that you want to throw on here DIY artists yeah uh
3: I guess happy hour happy hour. Yeah, night vibes. Night vibes.
2: Love that song. The night vibes. I told them when I interviewed them, I was like, dude, that song has to have one of the sexiest openings I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Night vibes. Um, the the next question is, is what is your favorite song to play live? My favorite song to play live. Um,
3: recently I really enjoy playing saloon live uh, I really enjoy playing poetry live that's always fun because I get to like put my guitar down and like you know be like a post hardcore singer <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I was looking forward to playing mess Uh we were going to play that on this upcoming tour that we were going to do but I'm not going to do that anymore yeah uh, but "Got a Mess" was—we were practicing it, and I was like, "Ooh, this song's really fun." "Got a Mess," um, yeah. I—I I, I really enjoy playing all my songs, but those are the ones that come to mind.
2: Yeah. Which one of those? Uh, you—I mean, I like to put that one—one one of your songs as like the last song on the playlist. Which one of those would you want to throw on here? I'll also open your—if you don't mind—I uh, would also like to open. The playlist with one of your songs, but since you're going to be releasing that one song, before, yeah, it's still Yeah, but yeah. Uh, which one do you want me to throw as far as the last song I'm on here?
3: Got the mess off my last album. last
2: album.
3: Yeah, that's a really fun a song. song. I, I actually really wanted to like do a video for that song, but you know, things got things are the way they are now, and I'm focused on writing a new album now, so kind of, yeah, kind of not thinking about it
2: anymore. <laughs> yeah uh the, f- the first song i ever heard of yours was actually zombie okay uh, and that one was, that one came on a because i listened to the stations on spotify
0: yeah
2: i don't even remember what station i think it was like some kind of swan core station yeah and that song came on and i was like huh that's weird yeah this isn't
3: swan <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> yeah
2: but I do. I loved it. I showed my wife and my wife and my, my kids actually enjoy listening oh, to it as well. <laughs> yeah,
3: I love that song. That song's fun. That song, Uh, it's basically like, I I was just kind of listening to the radio one day and I was just, every single song was like super like obscene about like, yeah, my bitch and yeah, she sucked yeah. me. Like, you know, just saying <laughs> like, really like obscene things and I was like, you know what? I want to make like a hip hop song that's like, talking about how i like respect this chick for like her intelligence you know (laughs) yeah so that that was kind of how that song came into fruition
2: that's an extremely catchy song and that's kind of what got me hooked on you oh uh, yeah uh, the the one of the last questions i want to ask you is um how is this affecting you like as far as like a diy artist goes i know uh you know surprisingly
3: uh i'm actually doing better than you'd expect
2: really well that's good that's to hear
3: <laughs> I own all my music and like uh so the reason why i'm diy is because a lot of labels just don't fuck with me or a lot of managers don't want to fuck with me like a lot i i've been rejected so many times so i was just like you know what i'm just gonna just do it myself you know Yeah. And at, at the end of the day, that that was a blessing in disguise because I make 100 percent of my profits and um, I own all my music, you know, whereas like yeah. if you're in a label, they own most of it and you're like in debt to them most of the time. So a lot of a lot of my friends that are in, that are in labels and stuff, they don't see the money from their music. Yeah. Like, or they seldom see it. Or maybe they get, like, paid out, like, four times a year or something. Whereas, like, I have the money coming directly to me every month. I've been, like, sustaining myself for the last few years off just my music. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not making as much money because I'm not going on tour. So that kind of hurts uh, as far as, like, you know, recording new music and uh, doing videos and stuff. So I'm trying to save up right now to you know do stuff like that eventually for this new album that i'm working on yeah but um as far as like you know getting my bills paid and everything i'm 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 golden right now i'm not i'm not stressed out or anything
2: yeah well good man i hope it stays that way for sure yeah but i appreciate you coming on man thank you very much
3: yeah thanks for having me dude I, i i like this a lot
2: thanks man